Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I've watched romantic comedy. I am something. And guess what? I like myself. And maybe you all don't because I'm not fancy. But whether you like it or not, I'm a part of this family and I will not be left out anymore. Hello. I'm here with Sarah. And I'm here with Justin. And welcome to romcomcom.com, or as Sarah chooses to call it, romanticcomedycommentary.com. I'm going to pick a way to do it one day and do it consistently, but that day will not be today. It will. You'll never know what you're getting. Exactly. And this week, we're doing a holiday rom-com. Yes. The happiest season. There's no the, because I tried to type the happiest season in on IMDb and no movie came up. <laughs> Now, as an English master, is is that grammatically correct, incorrect, or does it not matter? It's just a movie title. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I'm going to call it the happiest season throughout this entire recording. I won't be doing it on purpose. I'm just going to forget (laughs) very quickly. But either way, this is on Hulu right off the bat. Highly suggest watching it. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. It's got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I think it fully deserves it. Mm -hmm. It is... Very much, I will say up front, for the most part. It's PG-13. I was about to say. I think my nine-year-old could watch it. I think so. I don't think there's anything like terribly inappropriate in it. I mean, like a bunch of sexy sex stuff. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot worse than some of these. Oh, definitely. Especially like the teenage Mm rom-coms and whatnot. Um, I was about to say that it's a very paint-by-numbers rom-com to some extent, but it's not in that it is a Christmas, LGBTQ, Christmas Mm-hmm. A rom-com, which I it did. is the first lesbian-centered rom-com major motion picture. Really, and huh. it was supposed to have a theatrical release, but because of COVID, it didn't. But the places that it did have a theatrical release, including Hong Kong and Australia and New Zealand, it debuted number one in Australia. That doesn't shock me. I think this would have done pretty well as like yeah. a Christmas release. In yeah, theaters. especially Absolutely. on the heels of Dan Levy. Oh, yeah. And Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah, because Dan I mean, Levy is in this. Come on. My only thing, so that's all I knew about going into this movie was just that Dan Levy was in it. Yeah. I didn't know that it was Kristen Stewart. I didn't know that it was a lesbian rom-com. I knew mm-hmm. none of that. Oh. It, I mean, it, so it all pulled, it, that all pulls together very quickly mm-hmm. at the opening moment. Uh but the one thing I will say about it is I went into it in the first like 10 minutes, it becomes kind of 10, 15 minutes. It becomes very apparent that Dan Levy is not a main, main going to be in it the whole movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was very disappointed. I know with I that. was too. But, I was really hoping he'd be I know, yeah, in but, every scene. <laughs> but then we got introduced to her sister. Jane. Jane. Uh, and I was... So, oh, wait, no. Before we get into it, though, okay. you need to tell us what this movie's about, and okay. can you do it in a minute or so? I hope so. You can do it. Kristen Stewart is dating... I can't even remember their names. <laughs> their names. What the heck are their names? Their names are Abby is oh, Kristen yeah. Stewart, mm-hmm. and Harper is Harper. Mackenzie Davis. That's right. So... But really, Jane is the only one we need to know. Jane. That and John, Dan Levy. Yeah. Dean and John. Uh, Abby and Harper are dating, and they live in Pittsburgh. And um, Abby's parents died when she was 19, so she feels weird at Christmas time. So she is staying home. 
um, to dog sit a whole bunch of people's pets. Um, but then Harper is going home to her family's house for Christmas. And on a whim, she asks Abby to go and Abby has to kind of like drop everything. Um, so she asks Dan Levy's character to pick up the slack and dogs at all these dogs for her and a fish and, um, and goes with Harper back to her family's house, which is out in the woods somewhere in a really fancy ass place. Oh my gosh. And, um, on the way, uh, Harper admits that maybe she didn't tell her family that she was gay question mark much less in a long-term relationship yeah much less dating someone for almost a year and um she has but prior to that don't forget we learned that she went to a jewelry store with dan levy and bought a ring Kristen seward did abby did so a scene that he knocks out of the ball yeah because he's you know why would you be part of this patriarchal system and what the hell are you doing and why are you making you constraining your love and all of this uh, so anyway, so she has this ring in her pocket and she's planning on proposing Christmas Eve, Christmas Day morning at at Harper's family's house. Uh, but Harper lets her know that they have to pretend that they're roommates and she's coming home with Harper because she's an orphan. So the minute they get into the house, everybody's like feeling bad for her and oh, she's here because she's an orphan. She has an older sister who's married, makes artisanal baskets and... um younger sister or I think middle she, i don't know yeah i'm not sure either. and jane it's not important she's great who is like the black sheep of the family and ends up like just fixing everything around the house and her dad is running for mayor and her mom is like super you know mommy joinery Into everything has to be perfect yeah so they go out to dinner that night and they invite her ex-boyfriend from high school to come sit at the table and it's cl- very clear that they have no idea that she's gay and um Kristen Stewart's feeling left out Abby's feeling left out she ends up running into Audrey Plaza who is Harper's girlfriend from a high school who was a secret girlfriend but her first love kind of and then harper ditches her at one point she ends up meeting up with audrey plaza and they have like a connection just talking about how harper had like lied to her and you know lied to everyone in high school about being gay and broke her heart and everyone made fun of her instead and now i'm getting fuzzy on the details here uh there's a big party. Her dad's running for mayor. So everything needs to be perfect. They go ice skating at one point. And she just kind of decides at some point, like, I'm done. I'm out. We're not We're not doing yeah, this. Or she's kind of getting fed up. Yeah. At one point, she they even, like, directly ask something. And she's like, no, she's just my roommate. She's just my friend or whatever. And she's like, I'm done, man. So I don't Dan even Levy know who you her. are anymore. Yeah. She had called Dan Levy, like, how am I going to get out of here and he ends up showing up on christmas eve to come and get her meanwhile her sister's husband is caught like making out in the closet with the like one of their friends yeah. yeah and she's like you promised so it's obvious that allison brie is her sister um love allison brie yeah had already like she and her husband had split up, but they were like staying together for the holidays. They get in a huge fight. Of course, this giant picture that Jane painted is gets smashed. The minute you see that picture, you, you know, know it's, it's going to get yeah. smashed. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And oh, and Anna Gasteyer is this big donor named Harry. So you think it's a man, but it's a lady and it's Anna Gasteyer. But she's like kind of like conservative and doesn't like drama. And so, oh, and then she's like flirting with Connor. And that makes Kristen Stewart finally leave and be like, screw this. I'm out. And she's like, wait a minute. I uh, I am getting, no, first all the people leave, right? All the people leave no, after she they. An- no, she announces it in front of like everybody in the party, I thought. Oh, does she? I thought she did. Because at first she yells like, I'm de- not gay. She's gay. She just likes me. No, and then you're everybody right. You leaves. are correct. Yes, and everybody in the correct. party leaves. Yes. It like totally breaks Kristen Stewart's heart. She goes downstairs to pack. Harper arrives and is like, I'm so sorry. I'm not hiding you. I'm hiding me. It's me who I've been afraid to show to anyone. And then her mom comes down and she finally tells them, yeah, I am gay. And she's the love of my life. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they're in Dan Levy and her go outside and he gives her like kind of a moment of truth in the movie well not no not give her a chance it was remember he like described his own coming out experience yeah like everyone has their own family shit and everyone has your own pace of things yeah and if you're not on the same pace like then that's Mm fine you know i think that's what i kind of took his speech to be it was like you don't have to give her more time you can just be on different tracks but realize like this isn't the same for everybody right and it doesn't mean she's a bad person Mm. she's just on you know yeah and so Jeez. Kristen Stewart still says, like, I'm done. I'm yeah, done, which in. I don't yeah. blame her. And they go oh, we'll and get, get gas at a gas station. And then Harper followed them and arrives at the gas station and says, like, what can I do to win you back? I'll do anything. And they decide to go back to her house. And the next morning, it's all good, except the dad hasn't arrived yet, Victor Garber. And he comes downstairs, and that's when he, you know, says that he wanted everything to be so perfect. He didn't realize what he was doing to his mm. daughters. And oh, and the mom is Mary Steenburgen too. So good. And um, she usually plays nice characters. I love seeing her kind of mean and crazy. Um, and, you know, they are happily ever after. And it doesn't show the engagement though, does it? Doesn't show her actually proposing. No, no, it doesn't. It just fast forwards to a year yeah, later. Yeah, it fast forwards, and then it's life. like a picture because it goes through this whole Instagram stream stream of um, the oh, mom's that was Instagram. Wonderful. The ending with the credits. yeah, because yeah. she's spending the whole movie trying to get a perfect family picture for the Instagram yeah. for the mayor, like, and um, then they're engaged, and then uh, oh, and she got in trouble for shoplifting, and the twins stuck a necklace in her bag and she didn't know and walked out and got like accosted by mall security which is a great scene where do we where do you want to start in this (laughs) because i have so many notes i loved this movie please please i loved this movie um great well i like first off the get though as you were talking this jumped to mind so they have a white elephant gift party yeah gift exchange aren't white elephant isn't that usually like a bad jokes gi- joke yeah. gifts okay because yeah. like jane shows up with the this thing really that she said she's sweet yeah it's gotta painting. be what like five feet across at yeah, least five huge. feet tall she said she spent a hundred hours on it yeah and, and it's it a beautiful gorgeous. painting of their downtown which well, is like this little cute street yeah and it's i assume like old old worthington there was a i thought the joke was going to be because they kept saying to Kristen stewart like oh you've never done a white elephant here go to the mall and she's looking for like nice stuff mm-hmm. and i thought the joke was going to be everybody's taking out Shitty bad stuff, stuff but that never yeah, like happens Brian's cousin 
got an oversized poster of the Nickelback cover. (laughs) And that was like, he was, there's a picture of him holding it up over his head. It's like three feet long. That was his white elephant gift. Yeah. That's a white elephant. Yeah. This is just a gift exchange. Exactly. I was like, that's what I was waiting on was that awkward, like she Mm -hmm. gets a cashmere scarf for someone and every, have you ever been to one of these white elephants where someone does not get that memo or they just get a good gift? Well, yeah, I've definitely been to the get a good gift one because everybody tries Fights to swap it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like in the office when Michael has the iPod. <laughs> He's like, "Do you love me iPod this much as an, as an iPod, or do you love me oven mitt?" So <laughs> I did one as a tour guide, and it was the first one I ever did. And I cannot tell you what I got. I do not remember. It was I probably got something really, really dumb. But someone, the gift everybody fought over in college, mind you, mm-hmm. was someone got, a, and it was like a twenty dollar limit. Someone got a foot, like a foot bath, bubbly massager oh. thing, and every, like Kevin from the office, and every <laughs> single person was grabbing that. Oh thing. no! I mean, it didn't end Did up. Did you have anyone's. a three person? Um lock what wait what's that once it trades three times it's locked oh absolutely not (laughs) is that a normal rule yeah really Mm -hmm. see to me that kind of i think that kind of defeats it well then you're passing it the whole time you never get through the gifts because people just keep oh no this easily took like three hours this should have taken about 30 minutes it it was no this it was a very (laughs) long process to do i couldn't tell you what i ended up with either but i still remember this footpath oh have you what have you gotten like taken oh million brian's family has his dad is one of five brothers and the adults all do a nice gift exchange boring that's like they choose a name out of a hat it's like 50 bucks but then the cousins all do and each brother had at least three kids so there are a lot of kids and then their spouses when they come into the picture and um you can join or not join whatever um and so for I mean, I've been in that family for a long time now. So for at least the first eight years, we had um, a jokey white elephant. And but you had a three a three lock rule. And like the Nickelback poster was like the highlight of one year. Um, I got a pair of um, what the heck are they called? They look like jeans, but they're sweatpants. Oh, do you mean pajama jeans? Pajama jeans. <laughs> Ah, and I was so thrilled. I put them on then and there and wore them the rest of the night. Did you put them on immediately so no one could take them away? Well, no, I I got them. Oh, that would have been funny. Like, you know, you (laughs) were just like, these are Sarah. Are you taking your pants off? Like, yep. No, I had a dress on, so it worked out fine. There you go. Boom. That's yeah. That is wonderful. It was really fun. But that's what I was waiting on in this. I really wanted them to just be like, you know, that embarrassing joke. Mm -hmm. And it never came, which I guess is kind of good. But then why not just say gift exchange? Right. Going back to Jane, though. Jane. Mary Holland. Like I said, Mm -hmm. when I figured out in the first five minutes Dan Levy wasn't going to be in this a lot, I got disappointed (laughs) in the minute this girl, probably 30 seconds in it, one line into this girl being on screen. I was like, sorry, Dan, you stay (laughs) over there. I want more of this girl. This is her first um, screenwriting credit. She wrote this with the director, Claire Duvall. And that's interesting to hear because I even have a note in here. I don't think she got, I don't think she had phenomenal lines. I think she just did a oh, lot no, with I them. Oh, no, I disagree. Really? I think she knew what to write for herself. Really? See, I, it, it, to me, her lines were just very 
innocuous I mean, she created and nothing. that entire she, world for her hobby. Oh my god, she starts her, diving her into this novel, this Lord of the Rings Dune esque huge thing. Yeah, world building takes a long time. Exactly, and everybody's <laughs> looking at her like she's crazy through the whole movie. And I have a note that says, "Her and Dan Levy need to meet. Levy. Levy need to meet." I'm gonna keep saying it wrong, not on purpose, but just because I can't keep things straight. Mm-hmm. But. I have down that they would be such great friends if they met. And then at the end of the movie, they meet. Yeah, and he's, and he's into it. And he immediately gets it. He follows it. And, yeah. they, and they set that up way earlier in the movie, if you were paying attention, because they talk about him working with authors. And he's like, if I can corral these authors, yeah. you know, I can take care of some dogs. That makes and then at the sense. end of the movie, we see him at Sitting a book signing. Her. Yeah. Yeah. It now, all comes together. Now, I don't want to blow your mind too much. Okay. Okay. With excitement. All right. There may be a sequel, it said. Oh, really? It said the the director wanted to see how it would land, and it's gotten such a positive reception. So in my head, like, I (laughs) want more... I want to see I want to see a romantic comedy with in this world with maybe Dan Levy and her is like the the side character side. I don't want Who, her Jane? looking for love. Absolutely. Mm. I just want more Jane. Yeah, she's so good. And and it the one of the funniest parts about her too is it wasn't just her how she delivered the lines. Her physical acting was phenomenal. There <laughs> there's a scene where they're driving in a minivan and she's in the back with the oh, kids yeah. in between. She's like, hey, if you need more room, let me know. I'm really good at getting small. And then she has like. <laughs> I thought it was taking up less space or, or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you, it, she doesn't have another line in that scene, I don't think. But if you watch her facial gestures, she's like leaning forward and like trying, you know, like mm-hmm. she's going to wants to be involved in this conversation and be an adult and look so happy. <laughs> and what, I mean, she could have easily just sat there and done nothing. And I was glued to her even when she wasn't talking. She's so good. Oh, when she's dancing, she says, let's go look for, uh, either like look for men or something like that. And she's dancing at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh my god. Oh my god. Watch it again. And her dress had like kind of puffy shoulders. Not big puffy shoulders, but kind of puffy shoulders. <laughs> oh my god. I could talk about her in this movie all day. She has a reason to watch this movie alone. Hmm. Well, the director is Clea Duvall. Okay. I don't know if you know who she is. I looked up her credits and I've seen movies she's been in, yeah. but seeing her She's been in a million things. Yeah, but I look at a her face and I can't. A zillion million things. She was the mean one who's throwing up it, and she's all that. Remember when she's like at that party? I'm drawing a blank for whatever reason. She, you haven't seen Veep, but she's in Veep. Um, God, she's in The Faculty. That was that whole reference to Josh Hartnett with the Josh Hartnett oh, poster. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's in a she looks things. oddly familiar mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah i just can't pick anything well she is um gay and she said that this was basically an autobiography that she wrote really yeah about herself and, and the fallout from everything and going hopefully not actually you mean actually going home probably with i don't know Oof. yeah yeah how about we talk about that for a hot second the main point of this movie mm-hmm. is is the conceit yeah yeah the conceit the movie and, and let's let's even step back from it being because i i mean I, i'm not gay i've never had to come out that's not a world i can understand mm-hmm. but i can understand the idea of a significant other not divulging you to other people i mm-hmm. like i dated a girl one time years ago this was in high school and it was so stupid high school college and 
she like one time near the end i i've mentioned this before she was just like mean to me and near the end we went around to people she's like oh yeah just like don't mention we're dating and i'm like wait why and she's like well they they just don't know and i don't want them to know and i was it was as we were heading in somewhere i was like wait why she's like you don't just don't worry about it and like Mm. oh get up so I, i at least can identify with that somewhat you know what i mean yeah but but so looking at that though you are going with someone mm-hmm. to a holiday. You are thinking about number one. You're going to get engaged without ever meeting their family whatsoever. Yeah, I don't buy it's that. Weird. Yeah. Well, even Dan Levy says that too. He's like, you haven't even met her family. Like, what are you doing? That's bold. <laughs> and they were together a year. You thought you said. Yeah, because at the very beginning it showed a year's worth of photos. Oh, and like okay. I don't know if it was a calendar moving or what it was. The show basically showed the passing of a year. Okay. Yeah, so they've been together for a while. I mean, they live together. Yeah. And um, I don't know where her parents live. It's far enough away that it's too far to Uber. And it seems <laughs> to be fairly rural and fancy. But they live in Pittsburgh, the two girls. I mean, this had an East Coasty feel to me, where the parents lived. Really? That was just me, like a like a New Englandy kind of feel, like to me. outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, or like, oh yeah, I wouldn't can't say Boston because there wasn't a Boston accent, which I would have absolutely far, loved. It's not. That's too far away. Because at one point she said something about like twelve hundred. No, not twelve hundred. Four hours or something. I don't remember. Of five million minutes. Yes, that. How long does it take to get to Philadelphia? <laughs> uh, but no, okay. So either way, you're dating someone for a year, mm-hmm. and you're in a car ride going to a holiday that you already don't like, like a thing that you may be feeling a little trepidatious about, and you find out that they don't even know you exist again just from just for me being able to make sense of it you can add all the other intense factors on top of that of, mm-hmm. of not knowing that you're gay and all this and that but even just not knowing this person exists at all i am telling that person right then and there i'm i'm really sorry i can't do this because yeah. i would know me i could not do that i no. could not go into like there's four no way ca- yeah absolutely not and uh, then, no it's already hard enough to be with somebody's family for four days four days just being yourself and you've never met them and you don't know what you're getting into whatsoever it's hard enough to be with someone's family when you've met them for four days let alone not met them let alone have to pretend to be not who you are and you're staying in their house you there's no you can go down to your basement bedroom for a tiny bit but other than that you're always with them and then that that door doesn't have a lock and her mom says you'll have total privacy but then just keeps opening the door over and over again Oh, my God. That gives me such anxiety. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I hate that. Oh, absolutely. I hate, I hate it, too. I hate that more than anything. What, a door without a lock? Or being not, somewhere and a person not barging knowing, in? Not having the privacy. Like, not knowing if someone's going to barge in. Yeah. Like, I cannot handle that at all. <laughs> you say it with two young children? <laughs> oh, no. They're my kids. I mean, like... Oh, just a person in general. I thought you meant anybody barging in. Oh, no, no. Yeah, although that's creepy to have your kids standing over you at night when you don't expect it. That's a thing? Oh, yeah. They come into your room to tell you they have a bad dream. Oh, that makes sense. I thought you meant over like you. I thought you meant like you roll over and they're just standing there like well, yeah. imposingly. 
Hello, well, hello, not just for any no reason. They need something, obviously. Oh, see, what I was imagining was no reason other than just to you know just to see what's going on. Unless they're like the devil, they would have <laughs> they would have a reason to be there. So you're that that was my big issue with this movie is that Kristen yeah. Stewart didn't and, and She's I getting steamrolled. Yeah, and yeah. and. So at the end, when she tells Abby, like, I'm done, again, remove all the other factors that add immense weight and even complicate this further. Mm-hmm. You add all of that of, like, are you ashamed of who you are? Are you ashamed of being mm-hmm. with me? Are you ashamed? All- ashamed of me. Exactly. You add yeah. all of, there's, I'm. And I, then you I'm get to talk house. to her ex-girlfriend who seems to be the only one making any sense in this whole situation. Yeah. And she tells you that she just, like, brutalized her yeah. in high school and you're like well great i did like how it almost seemed like her character uh, aubrey plaza was gonna mm-hmm. be is it aubrey did i say audrey oh sorry i think aubrey. it's aubrey i think it's aubrey it's aubrey with a b yeah like aubrey aubrey <laughs> yes i got one right for once <laughs> uh, but they it, her character almost seemed like when they introduced her that she was gonna be like evil it was almost not yeah. ominous but they they Maybe gave her like her an face. edge yeah. well, no, and then i even was wrote, the ex-girlfriend well i even wrote my notes though that when they finally end up at a bar together and it's just the two of them and there's the drag queen singing mm-hmm. her charm boom, yeah. she just it's she flicks a switch and yeah. all of a sudden you love her in that mm-hmm. character and like you said her character is the only one that is making well, her and Jane. Yeah. Her and Jane are the only well, ones. Well, and Connor's just kind of confused. Absolutely. That poor guy is, is just yeah. like, what's happening here? I always felt like there was something you weren't telling me. <laughs> yeah. That poor guy. And it, so they, they're at a bar one night drinking and like she tells um, um, she tells uh, Kristen Stewart like, oh, you just go home. I, I want to keep drinking with these guys mm-hmm. some more. And like this, you can tell that this guy's thinking something is going on between them. I mean, they have yeah. some chemistry. And even like when he turns around as she's leaving, like, no, mm-hmm. like you got to just let this guy know he's not an asshole. He's right. like a nice guy. Yeah. Who, who <sighs> pining after her and doesn't really understand why they ever broke up in high school or what the hell's going on. Yeah. And clearly her family wants him to be there. Yeah. <laughs> not nice to anybody. Oh, do you know? When he comes in to sit at their table yeah. early on and the mother invites him, mm-hmm. there is a song playing. Yeah. And um, and they pull up a chair and it's shorter. And so Kristen Stewart's like a foot shorter than everyone at oh the table. Oh my God, that was, uh, oh, chef's kiss on the scene. Oh God. Have you ever had, I've had that type of thing happen where yeah. you pull up somewhere and it's just like, oh, here's a. This is incredibly awkward. I know. And, it, and it's, it's not a huge difference, mm-hmm. but it does, it seems like it won't be that big of a deal. <laughs> yes. my, my favorite is when everybody else has like these normal chairs, you know, mm-hmm. and even if it's the same, the same height, if you have one of those ones that kind of is almost circular, like mm-hmm. a lounge type chair, you can't pull in as far. So what, it, what just happens by sheer virtue of that is you find yourself becoming much more relaxed at the table. And like, <laughs> I always, if we're ever in a situation, you see this, you will notice me crossing my knee over knee and kicking like, like I'm sitting right now, mm-hmm. kicking my leg out very far because <laughs> I can't get close enough to the table. Yeah. So instead you just slide back and you're in a whole different, you're in, you're in lounge mode, baby. No. And it makes it, I, I I've actually enjoyed the times that's happened. Well, yeah. cause everybody else is having a nice, you know, a, a, a more uptight dinner. I'm back here just relaxing with a cocktail. Maybe my meal comes, maybe it doesn't. I'm still having a great time. There you go. Back to what I was saying. When he sits down at that meal that the mom invites him to, Mary Steenburgen, unannounced, 
do you know what song is playing right then? No. The name isn't going to mean anything to you necessarily. It is titled Nothing Rhymes with Christmas. Hmm. Now, the reason this is interesting is that Anna Guestire sings Nothing Rhymes with Christmas and actually has two full albums. I knew she sang, but it was like somewhere way deep in my memory. And it's when she did that. Remember that Christmas special she did on Saturday Night Live where she was Martha Stewart and wore a dickie with nothing underneath it? Oh, yeah. It was a very topless Christmas or whatever. And she sang at one point. She's really good. Apparently, she's she is training. So she has two albums, 2014's I'm Hip, which is from reading it, it looks like a lot of standards. Okay. And then at the end, the last track is Defying Gravity. (gasps) And I listened to a little bit of a YouTube video of it phenomenal she gravity she nails it i was misting up a little bit sitting here that's Um, like really hard to hit like i didn't listen adele dezim's i didn't listen to the whole thing so i don't know if she hit every note but Mm -hmm. i mean she seemed very in control of Mm -hmm. what was going on and then 2019's sugar and booze which is the album that this is off of which appears to be a lot of christmas christmasy songs that's fun and i'm and i listened to a couple of them I think they are all very good. Hmm. Like on here, there's nothing rhymes with Christmas. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Let <laughs> it snow. Oh, that's fun. Blue Black Friday. On her hmm. other one, the, the on I'm Hip, she had a couple that were sort of tongue in cheeky. Specifically, the title track I'm Hip was like, you know, the juxtaposition of things she did and how she wasn't. It, <laughs> either way, I would really suggest going and listening. But no, it, so nothing rhymes with Christmas. She's in the movie and she's on the soundtrack. Huh. Is it defining gravity or defying gravity? I believe it's defying gravity. Oh, I thought you said defining. Okay. I might have. I very well may well, have that said that. that song is like when Brian's grandpa died. Oh, they shit. Had, you was his yes. grandma or his grandpa? I can't remember anymore. No, Wait, was this the one where they were hoisting people up? Yeah. Yeah, that was his grandpa. His, that was Fonzie. Because I got sent the videos Because there was furiously. an after party at Joni's funeral that was insane as well. I mean, they partied to like three in the morning. Yeah, that's called like the... That's Brian's like, that's cousins a life well lived. and his uncles. And they were the smallest and youngest uncle. They picked up and were like carrying him around like over their heads singing, scream singing, defying gravity. And it was... We got videos of it at like two in the morning of the, all these videos of the, because Jimmy's so small, they all just picked him up and carried him around, and it was so funny. The the best part of the video to me that you sent was that it wasn't a tall ceiling in the room. No, they're in a basement. They were, yeah, <laughs> they were essentially they were in someone's pressing. finished basement, and like he's pressed. all the way like at the top of the ceiling. His nose is essentially <laughs> they to, like avoid the pool the table ceiling. and like. There's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Defying gravity. <laughs> watch out for the pole. Watch out, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny to me because a lot of those kids are really tall and Jimmy is... Um, Not tall. He's like 5'9". So they just like throw him around even though he's literally, you know, 20, 25 years older than them. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so that song has a very special place yes, in your household. It does. In addition to just being a wonderful song. Oh, it's so good. Well, either way, I would suggest, I think it's on iTunes too, so you can probably mm. get it on your, your Apple account thing. Yes. Extreme. Have you noticed, by the way, have you have you been listening to any like 
Christmas mu- music on the radio? Nah, no, no. I pretty much listen to NPR. There's been some cookie talk lately, but that's about Ooh. the most Christmas they've done. Sweaty balls? Man, that skit. The sweaty... <laughs> we're talking on a guest. That's on a guest. Sorry, It too, is, yeah. yeah. It, that skit, uh. it wasn't the... Sh- like, the, the sweaty balls thing, mm-hmm. that did make it funny. But even that... Cr- the you, delivery. You, yeah, you take that yeah. crassness away, they nail yeah. the NPR thing, yeah. or the public radio yeah. so much. I mean, oh, <laughs> they my do Lord. it really well in Parks and Rec when, oh, when yeah, Leslie goes on the public radio station. <gasps> and he plays like, two types Next of Next up, two hours of African world music that you've never heard of. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> I loved what the guy named two jazz songs and they were played <laughs> over the top of each other. Our studies have found that people enjoy more jazz. <laughs> like, wonderful. Uh, oh man, I had a point. What was the other one? Uh, oh, listening to Christmas music on oh, the radio. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so you know how, I think it was last year, everyone was all up in arms about Baby It's Cold Outside. Yes, yes. And how, that's an awful song. Baby It's Cold. There was a whole, like, really revolt against that song in the last couple of years so that I feel like culminated in last year. Yeah. Everyone being like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Hashtag boycott, Baby It's Cold Outside, whatever. It was like a big thing. Mm. Maybe it's because I have Sirius radio and that's where I listen to the music. But I swear I also was on like 94.7, which mm. is like regular old FM. Mm. I hear that song every fucking day. But is it? It is on constantly. Megan I- Trainer came out with a new one. And maybe that's why. A new version of Baby new It's version. Cold Outside? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask because I, like, John Legend, yeah. I know, did one. And I want, did they change the lyrics or is it still creepy? No. They had to cha- oh, no, no, they no, kept no. the lyrics. The yeah. problem, I really Even half a cigarette more. She even sings that part. Really? I'm like, wow, you didn't even change cigarette. Philip Morris must be excited. Huh. You're yeah. right. That was like a, a so huge I've, deep, Like, yeah. probably three fifths of the time, it's the Megan Trainer version. Uh-huh. But. I heard the old version. I heard the bubble, Michael Buble. We, we call him Michael Bubble at our house. Um, and it's like, I think there's even a she and him version with Zoe Deschanel. Is uh, she saying that in Elf, you know? That's oh, the first yeah. time I ever heard that song was on Elf. Really? Never even knew wow. it was a song. I was like, what's she singing? I don't know. What the, what's that song? And that's how I found out she about that song. She has a beautiful oh, voice. She's amazing. She really is amazing. Yeah. But man, like we've talked you about. You have the greatest singing voice in the world. Without those bangs, I didn't know you were naked. Whole different person. Whole oh, I know. Whole different person. Yeah. And I don't feel like that. It's like that for and everybody. And the dark hair is, I think, helping I could. Too. I didn't know it was her in that movie. I think you're the one that told me it yeah, was her. it's crazy. And I never realized, though, because I don't listen to lyrics. I, I mean, I listen to fish. So, you know mm. what I mean? It's a lot of like just the rhythm. Well, it's more like just nonsense <laughs> than screaming. Yes, it's that's like, what I mean. It's rhythmic element. Yeah. You know? it, but so I never realized how, you know, creepy Baby It's Cold Outside <laughs> is until the whole thing. That's weird that it's still getting it's played, like, though. It's, it's like everyone has just like forgotten. Fuck this. It's Christmas. No, that makes sense. And I swear. I mean... Christmas trees, like real Christmas trees, mm. are like on a huge shortage right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody started decorating early. I know lots of families at St. Andrews that started putting stuff up the day after Halloween. Well, yeah, because everybody's looking and for something like to get excited about. People are looking about. for stuff. Like my family gets this um, Christmas card from a family every year that we love, hate. We like hate read. Oh, I'm so it's excited ridiculous about this. Please tell every me more. Year, you know? 
How many like, details can you give me? Somebody does, he's on a cruise ship and has worked, you know, and traveled the world and blah, blah, blah is dating who do and they do whatever. And it's just like so sappy and just blech, but I cannot wait for it every year. This year I'm reading it and my stepmom said, just read it and tell me what you think. I read it, I'm like, is it me or is this not so bad? And she's like, I know. I want to do some of the things they're talking about. It's like they've changed, like they've changed or we've changed. I don't know. Like the whole country has changed and everyone's just <laughs> looking for something happy. They're talking about they did marvelous Mondays and every Monday their son would cook a different like fancy dish and she's like now we look forward to mondays i'm like i want to do that that sounds amazing i can concretely <laughs> tell you the example you've used you have changed madam not <laughs> because i, I still monday sounds great yeah because i'm someone to cook for me because you may not have seen my eyes roll as you said marvelous monday but that was my knee-jerk reaction and so then i was like this is how far my brain has gone i was like wow we're like you know, we're just looking for something nice and we're just like, and I find that like cheesy stuff makes me like laugh harder and stuff. And then I was thinking like, maybe that's why Germans have such like a kind of fanciful childlike sense of humor. You know how Germans are just like, like, what is this humor? Uh -huh. And I was like, well, they went through fucking World War Two and World War One and just you know, just an awful, awful time. Like they're a hardened people. Yeah. It's like, well, but you know, the simpler the better. The 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 more childlike and just very it's like <laughs> like I feel like we Americans have all of a sudden become like whatever makes you get through the day and laugh is what you need. And I'm like, Yeah. You're right. <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Have you found yourself crying at like a a, a sappy Christmas song yet? Because I feel like that's gonna be the moment. And I'm not talking like just, uh, no. okay, because I, in my head. I mean, I cry every year when I watch It's a Wonderful Life. Well, obviously, yes. But that's like the greatest movie ever. Yeah. I mean, like you're driving down the street and you hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and you, you start <laughs> tearing up because you're angry that they're picking on him or something like oh. that. That would be, that would be an interesting thing. Huh. No. It has to be new. Like if I already know it. Mm -hmm. I'll probably react fairly in the same way to it. It's an but, established thing. Yeah. But if it's like a new thing, I'm like, oh, what's this? Hmm. Although LED lights can seriously go to hell. Go on. I hate LED lights. Why? They These, make my eyes hurt. They're too bright for you? They No, it's not bright. It's piercing. They hurt. Those LED Christmas lights, I hate them. I'm staring at your tree right now. Are those LED no, Christmas fuck lights? No, no. Are you kidding me? Those are actual Why lights. Why would I say I hate them and then put them on my Christmas because tree? Because I didn't know if you hated them after you put them on Stupid. the Christmas tree, Sarah. No. I, maybe you put them on the Christmas those tree. Those are regular old incandescents. Ooh. They're from like a long time ago. I don't know. I was given them and they're beautiful. Oh, it is a wonderful tree. Thank you. My mom made me a little tiny tree this year. It's the first time I've had a tree in probably like... Does it have a sled on it? what at the bottom yeah she found this little tiny metal truck and it was like Aww. half off she said and she just so said she did like, that yeah Aww, she did everything i just cute. showed up one day and i think part of it was that you had gotten me a little polish eagle ornament mm -hmm. and i said to her like i i have nowhere to hang, hang this i guess i can like put it 
you know, over or whatever. And mm-hmm. I came home and she'd gotten out, you know, some old ornaments of like oh, when I was a kid so that I made or this or that. Oh, no, I was I was in tears and it was almost ugly crying. <laughs> I mean, it was at the it was at the verge oh. of it. It was such a sweet I know gesture. we have to get back to this movie. Yes. But really but... quick. Brian's grandma gave him an ornament every single year oh. of his life. Yeah. And his mom kept a lot of ornaments from when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he has a whole thing of ornaments that he came to our marriage with. And I have approximately four on the tree because they're so not my style. Oh, man, Sarah, that's <laughs> So he bad. gives me crap yeah. every year. Like, oh, where are my ornaments? And I'm like, look, I've got like two-year-old Brian on the tree. I've got this little Santa playing golf. Is the entire backside of that tree? No, they're, the they're in there. They're in the middle. But... The best of them are in the garage. Sarah, I, I got to tell you, I'm on your husband's side here. I, Wait till I show you them. I love them. There's I, one I'm that's like iridescent blue that says yep. way cool and has paintbrushes sticking out of it. I absolutely love them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it ruins I the ambiance of my shiny bright ornament. When I was younger, my sister had, we had to get a second tree because she threw such a shit fit that it wasn't like this perfect Perfect. looking tree. So she had a second tree in our back room that was all like icicles and all that. And I've never heard of something that more perfectly (laughs) encapsulated my sister than that. See, I don't like designer trees. I don't like all white lights. I don't like matchy matchy ornaments. You just hate Brian's ornaments. I just need them to have a little bit of, like I like Brian's ornaments that are, sentimental and sweet and yeah. have like pictures of him when he was a baby yeah. and like sweet things. I don't like like a weird ceramic crappy ornament. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like I, I still support the weird. I mean, no, I I'm know. sorry. I get it. It, it makes sense for I you. It. I disagree with it, yeah. but I can understand like I what have, you're saying. I, there are plenty of personalized ornaments on my tree. There mm. are lots that have our names. There are lots that were gifts. There, I can see the one with Brian's face on it. There's one that has fake holly all around in our picture that Brian's aunt got us for our first Christmas. Like there's plenty of nostalgia on our tree. Yeah. I just can't do his the ones that are like i like i guess i also kind of a magpie i like the shiny things and oh, i don't like see, the ones that I are flat yeah. see I, I i like some shiny but not a ton of shiny yeah. i think we differ a little mm. bit there i my parents used to have an archery a a bird there's like a, just a bird just a regular little bird but it had a thing you could plug in that made a bird noise Ooh. like a bird chirp like a bird chirping mm-hmm. and our cocker was. spaniel would lose its you mind. had a cocker spaniel yeah 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 we've had hmm. a couple well we had two but i only remember one okay fonzie and freckles Aww, yeah fonzie. oh i forgot yeah brian's grandpa's name fonzie Aww. had a dog fonzie well it was before my time i think right um or when i was very young mm-hmm. but uh and again, my sister hated when we had plugged this thing in, but I was little. And so like there you was maybe it. like five minutes a day or something that they'd, we, let, they'd let me plug this thing in and the dog would like kind of howl at it. And mom and I would laugh because the dog would go around the house looking for the bird. Yeah. Because it was a hunting dog. So oh, it yeah. like kind of, it would look for the bird. Huh. And my sister hated it. And um, Funny, Fonzie, when Jimmy, when Brian's dad, Jimmy was growing up, uh, they had a cocker spaniel named Shadow. And then they had another one named Shadow. And then they had another what one named Shadow. Shadow? <laughs> yeah. And they were black. <laughs> black Cocker Spaniels. So there you go. Oh, there you go. It all 
all makes sense. It all makes sense. Okay, we need to get back to this movie. Sorry, 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 sorry. There was one line, though, that I do need to bring up that made me laugh so hard. Maybe or, that's the line I should have used. No, because it... Uh, well, no, you. it actually could have been a really good one. Damn she it. Right when uh, Kristen Stewart meets the family, she mm-hmm. like hugs her and says, leans in and says uh, something to the effect of, you're so brave, but you don't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like let... That's how she meets her. It's Who like, says oh, it? The, Jane. Jane, Jane says that to Kristen Aww. Stewart when they hug and she kind of whispers it to her. And I... Your room's in the fucking basement? Die. Yes. Because I had the night, night terrors. They didn't want to, uh, me to wake everyone up. Oh my god! Again, like that line could be a complete <laughs> dud. Oh yeah, a complete dud. Mm-hmm. And this girl just crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Yeah, I cannot say enough about my her. cousin. Used to have night terrors. He would run down the stairs and vault over the couch, and his parents would like run after him, like damn it, stop, stop, and then he'd just run and jump over the couch. And like he was so out, it was like kind of like violent. Like they were afraid of what he would do. Like don't jump out the window, you know. But it mostly involved like jumping over the furniture and moving very quickly. And then he'd like stop and realize where he was. Well, that was like sleepwalk with me. Mike Bobiglia yeah, went out a out the second window. story window. Yeah. And that happened in real life. Yeah, he did that. And so like he would have to then put himself. That's one thing I'm glad bag. I've. I've <sighs> I question how much I've ever sleptwalked in my life. Yeah. Sleepwalk, sleptwalk, schleprock, schleprock, schleprock. Yep, that's it. Uh, and I say I question because I, I didn't think I ever did any of that. Hmm. And then the last girl I dated, when I had a cup, like two, you know, oh, a decent yeah, amount of you drinks, got in the closet. I would like get up and get in the closet and root <laughs> For around. For the children. <laughs> or like go in the corner. And I've never ever before that, mm-hmm. never had anyone tell me I've done that type of stuff. Yeah. But I didn't do At it. At least you didn't pee. Oh, did you pee? One time. <laughs> one one time and I feel so bad oh, no. because I thought I was in <laughs> oh, and I was in the middle of a room. Oh, no. I wasn't even close to a wall. I was oh, no. dead middle of a you room. You weren't like in a similar no. wall situation. No, I was not, not one bit. And that's what makes it so terrible. And I don't, I, I think we never addressed it sober because I, so I think, funny. well, because I think. I think she knew how like ashamed I'd be and I never brought it like it was never it was just glossed over but I'm telling you middle of the room I could stand in the exact spot and know it it was just one of those when I woke up the next morning oh no it took me like two days till it came back to me and I was just like oh no did I actually do that again never ask as I know what I did but only the one time and that's not bad no yeah Yeah. so that's good one thing we have not talked about in this movie though okay the love of my life. Miss Allison, Allison Brie. Brie. Yeah. And I feel like in this movie, she plays the character that she never plays and you, she's always at the edge of playing and then kind of subverts it at the really last second. Really fucking mean. Really mean and uptight and like crazy yeah. uptight because like in Matt, Yeah, she isn't, she doesn't ever veer away from that really. What do you mean she in this movie? She gets to a place of more understanding. Yeah. But she's not. But her as an actress, I feel like in Mad Men, she plays what seems on the surface to be like uptighty kind of waspy. But mm. then the more you, the character develops, it's kind of not at all, mm-hmm. you know, that. And in fact, like she's a general in that in a lot of scenes. She's the only one in that series you see that orders Don Draper around. Mm-hmm. And then in like community, she see uptight Annie, but really like. Mm-hmm. She has you, a pill problem. Well, and... but she comes out of her shell a bunch. And she's not mm-hmm. mean. This, But she always, she has that stern, mm-hmm. not stern, angular face. 
And she never plays this character. Mm-hmm. And she finally did. Mm-hmm. And she knocked it out of the ballpark, of as course. she always does. Yeah. She knows in this movie, right? Like, she knows that... Um, she figures it out. Okay. She doesn't know it uh, beforehand. She, she seemed like, from moment one, walking into the room, they were kind of cutting she to her face. Suspect. and it looked like Yeah. Yeah. But she's always smelling stuff out because she wants to be the most liked sister. You know? She did a great job of seeming making her the character the only thing about that because i have two sisters Uh so you know very much understand this situation the only thing about that that i would say is that and it's probably because it's a movie it's not that overt sister shit like that is never that overt what do you mean like a a shoving each other around on the ice rink or literally being competitive like that oh and jane when jane uh they ask her if she's timing it or the husband is like oh no i didn't start (laughs) he's like never tell them that (laughs) it's too late now so it's not so what it's all like kind of behind the scenes like yeah or yeah it's like who can make the funniest joke who can do something you know who can get dad to agree with them you know, stuff like that. It's way more, you know, under the radar kind of stuff and like sidelong glances. It's not like, you're stupid and I hate you. You know, that was younger. That was when you're a teenager kind of stuff. But no, when you're an adult. I hear what you're saying. I'm sure it's the truth. I don't care for it. <laughs> well, I don't care for it movie. at all. No, but I want it in real life. I would love to see two adult sisters on it. Oh, man. If we, if I went to like the Chiller or some other skating rink for something and saw two adult women racing as quickly as they could, <laughs> shoving each other, <laughs> night would be made. Yeah. I would, I would go get a hot dog. I would get a drink. I would sit down <laughs> and really enjoy the show. I wouldn't need to skate. I would just be so happy to see that. And that makes me sad that you're telling me that doesn't happen in real life. And then it won't happen. (sighs) Not with sisters that I know. But there's always, you know. Exceptions. Well, yeah. And and then there's always like, you know, jockeying for position and kind of stuff. that In families in general, too, I think. But, yeah. I can say that with my sister, you guys are also far apart. Yeah, we yeah we're for, we're further in age apart. Yeah. Um, the one time we did go on a family vacation where I had a uh, girlfriend there at the time, she told me later she was like, "Yeah, the couple times we went out to dinner, like your brother in law and I just kept kind of staring at each other, like, <laughs> what do we do? Because you guys kept jumping down each other's throats. I'm like, oh well, I thought those were perfectly nice dinners. She was like. Okay, <laughs> like if you if you say so, um, and I can tell you though, with my sister, I would shove her at an ice skating rink, not of competition, but just because we <laughs> just would like her. each other. But she would also shove me back. This is not mm. one sided. So yeah, I remember we were on vacation. Um, Brian and I, well, Emma was like three, mm. and so Brian and I had been together for like seven years at that point. Mm. And my sister Callie had just started dating her now husband. And so he's brand new. And then Lainey was there and and it was the first night of vacation. So we all got a little drunk, including my parents. That's easy to do on a vacation. Oh, the first absolutely. night you shoot them. And we're in a, a cabin in the woods, Oof. like playing cards or whatever. Oof. And we decide to How late did that night go? <sighs> my dad doesn't stay up all that late. So Were you in bed before two? Oh yeah. Oh well, okay. For sure. Um, 
we decided to show each other. I don't know who we were showing. It was just like showing off that one of my dad's feet matches my foot perfectly and one of my dad's feet matches my sister's How foot How did you perfectly. find this out to begin with? I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> just what series of events led to? I like I think I was just standing next to my dad and my you, foot was next to his foot. Your dad is your doppel foot. Yeah, just the one foot though. Just a doppel because foot. Because the other foot feet. matches my my matches Callie's foot. And then Lainey was like, what the hell? Where's my foot in this? And we all got kind of competitive about whose feet. And Lainey was like, I think my foot matches better than yours does. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It matches my foot better. And we're like <laughs> kind of drunkenly fighting over whose foot matches. Your dad's foot. Remember a few minutes ago when you told me stuff like this doesn't happen with sisters and I was disappointed? No, this reality is better than shoving. It wasn't mean or aggressive. It was like silly. We were all laughing and like drunk where is my foot and so then aaron turned to brian and said well this is our life now and <laughs> brian wanted to, he said he wanted to be like i've been here for seven fucking years like <laughs> this is already my life <laughs> like you're new i know i've already been here man <laughs> yeah, buddy this is the fourth time we found out about the doppelfoot like, this i've is... heard this at every fucking christmas yeah. no yeah you get more than three fingers so... of bourbon in each of them they're talking oh about God. the doppelfoot yes exactly i wonder what other things match like do you have doppel knees with your dad or doppel elbows i don't know we're all kind of built like him it's like we all have very similar structure i am so intensely curious to see your foot next to your dad's foot because i i hope that my reaction is oh wow no that really does look it the will same. be that it will 100 percent be that because it is spot on like but only one foot i can't remember which one but the one doesn't really look like his foot and the other one does that's one of the most insane things yeah. that you have ever told me i mean that is just our hands look very similar i'm just a smaller version of him but you don't have full-on doppel hands with your dad I don't know. We'll have to look. He's crushed one. He crushed one finger in a pill machine. He used to work at a pill factory. And now it's all fucked up. So it's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be in like any advertisements. If he was ever in as a model, you could be like the, the hand stand in. Oh. You know, they could like Photoshop but your much hand Much smaller. Yeah, much. Well, yes. There have to be Feminine. some sort of manipulation there. Mm -hmm. I got my nails fancy done. And then I took pictures of them because I wanted like posterity pictures and realized that I could never be a hand model. They look so scary in pictures. Really? You think? They're not, they look fine. Like I'm like, Oh, these are fingers, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then you see them on in photographs and it's like, no, no. Great Seinfeld episode where George was, I wanted to be a hand model and then burned his hand. Oh, I forgot about great that. Episode. Yeah. And the funny part is like when they show him pose, oh, that's a great, it's just a great <laughs> episode. I gave up, I put my finger through a table saw. Yeah. So I gave up on being a hand model quite some time ago. Yeah. And also the fact that it's mostly scars and usually other yeah. nicks and I things. I mean, you use your hands. I do. I'm a real handsy guy. Yeah. This cast overall is stacked. Because oh, we still sure. haven't even talked about Mary Steenburgen's it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely crushes it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely crushes it. Laura Lauren Lapkus yeah. is in this kind of out of Are there nowhere. a ton of people from Veep? Are there? If you fucking watched Veep. I'll get to it. Victor Garber is the dad, mm -hmm. which people mm -hmm. may not know the name, but look up his face and you will oh, go, oh, that guy second. is in He's everything. He's been in a million things. It, obviously, Aubrey Plaza, Dan Levy. I, I really didn't recognize Mackenzie Davis from... 
too, too much. She's Canadian. Oh, well, good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna Ge- and again, Anna Guestfire, I didn't recognize that was her. It's once she started speaking. I was oh, like, that's really? her. Boom. For whatever reason, I just didn't recognize her, but I knew her voice instantly. Hmm. It, so yeah, it just seemed like people kept coming. Oh, oh. I For a second, I thought that Lauren Lapkus had two parts in it. I thought she also worked at the wine store, but it wasn't no, her. That was another. Oh, you know actress. who that is? Okay. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? Because I will say that was one of. <laughs> no, that was for me the funniest part of the movie. There was, was physical so comedy in that funny. where Jane is. Uh, I forget if they like bump into each other or mm-hmm. what. It, or she, But she picks up this bottle of wine. She's like, or this box of wine. It's like, I think it'll be okay as you see wine dripping. And then all of a sudden the box just falls <laughs> apart and it goes everywhere. But it was this, oh, I think it's going to be okay. And the drippy drip drip of the wine. It, yeah. it, it had just this perfect strand of wine. Ugh, wine. Just killing me how funny that was. Oh, no. It was... um. Carla Gallo plays the angry homeowner lady. She's the one who's in um, Superbad. And she's in the movie where they're like grinding and then she gets period blood on his leg. What the hell is that? That's Superbad. Superbad. Yeah, that's yeah, her. That is Superbad. That's her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that is her. You're right. Yeah. Oh, that's 100% her. And then wow. The other mall How about security that being guard? the role you're known know. for? Period blood grinding. She was girl. an undeclared, too. She's but that's been not in a lot of appetizers. But that's yeah. not what you said. Sorry. And apparently, in the beginning, when they're like sitting on that roof looking at all the oh, Christmas yeah. lights, that, that, that street is called Candy Cane Lane. That's an actual real place in Pittsburgh. And Shut all the up. residents of the street agreed to keep their holiday display up for the filming. So that they could do that. No. Yeah. There was a tour guide in this movie showing them Candy Cane yes. Lane. I would do that in a hot minute. I don't yeah. mean I don't mean go on the tour. I would be do giving it. That the would tour. Be fun. Oh. Well, I would go on the tour, but I more wanted to be I the would one participate giving the tour. in the tour. Oh no, I want I want so badly to be mm-hmm. oh. All right. So couple other quick couple other quick things uh, along couple with other that. quick things. A couple couple other quick things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Le- Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. Levy? Levy. Dan Levy. When the levy breaks, mm-hmm. Dan Levy, uh, I heard an interview with him somewhat recently, and I think I told you, he used to have an eyeglass company that he is starting back up, yeah. DL Eyewear, and I am on their website right now. Is that your next pair of glasses? I would love to have a Dan Levy, 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 when the levy breaks. Yes. And on the inside of these, it looks like um, it has like DL down near kind of the bottom of the ear or mm-hmm. whatever, but on the inside, it's printed C with love. Oh, I wish it said... Ew, David. <laughs> uh, I have I, I, I have no doubt that they will have to have something like that. Mm. I don't know when you will actually be able to get them because on their website, every single model oh, that they have sold is out. sold out. It's like my roller skates. They actually don't look like I think I think I could wear some of these. I mean, they're they're stronger oh, frames, sure, yeah. but I think some of them could work. I mean, those are more cat glasses, so. And supposedly, you the, could definitely pull those off. In the one interview, he was saying that the goal of it was to give like a designer look, but at an affordable price. So it's like mm. not going to be insanely high, which I would not buy that pair of glasses. Mm. But I think that would be fun. So we may have to pick me a pair of Dan Levy glasses, and mm. then you also will probably end up. I was about one. to say, and then me too. Yeah, <laughs> because that's how we do things the ones with I glasses. Have now give me a headache <laughs> that you got when you last got year. last time I got glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Time for some new ones. One thing in this I loved was the casual drag show. And that's the only way I know how to describe it. 
So good. Did you see the one drag queen's name? No. MK Ultra. No. Yes. E M K period Ultra. The fuck out of town. I was like, yeah. So That's good. They're both from really RuPaul's good. Drag Queens. I wondered if they mm-hmm. were. I, I really wondered. Uh, I wish Columbus's own Nina West would have made it on. Oh, that would be great. That would have been really good. But what I liked about it, again, they weren't at a drag show. They no. were just at a bar that this was taking place well, it was in. It's called the Oakwood, which was known to be a gay bar oh was it okay yeah and they said it was a reference to the oxwood which was the last lesbian bar in la and it just closed really oh yeah. okay I, I guess what i'm saying i only know though, that because i read it it's okay. not like i knew that i guess what i'm saying though is that it wasn't like they went to a place to see a performance there were no. people just in the bar yeah, hanging just being out patrons and i would love to be like just in a casual bar where this I is just know. going on they, you know i love when like a show or something is going yeah. on at a, and you can kind of drift What's in and the out bar? it's not the union but it's across from it and they have a crazy brunch or is it the union union has a brunch i thought it was a, there's one union that's has across a really the good fucking brunch across the that street I thought that has was, a like, brunch kind of performative if there is, I'm unaware of it, but that doesn't mm. mean it doesn't exist. Okay. I know Union has a hell of a brunch. One time, mm. the guy making omelets hit on me, Ooh. and I was having a particularly rough Sunday. Aww. And I was like, thank you. No thank you, but thank you. Like, That's that was like, really nice. <laughs> and Brian and I decided we were going to start watching It's Always Sunny. Yes. In the first episode, this is how bold It's oh, Always yeah. Sunny it came out starts hot. out. I know exactly what you're talking about. The gay guys. Where's the promoter? It turns into a gay club. Yeah. And then Glenn Howerton, what the hell is his name? I can Dennis. only think of the Dennis. And then Dennis like really leans into it and is like spinning around. He's like, it's hot out there tonight. And, like shoves the tips in the jar and is wearing like a cut off t-shirt. So I would end up. I, She's like, you're not gay. You're just vain. <laughs> I When I uh, dated, I dated this one girl one time that lived down the street uh, from a gay bar. And she'd go there a lot because it was an awesome bar. Like they poured a strong drink. Yeah, Everyone was super friendly. Yeah. And it, I'd end up down there with her every once in a while. And every time we were in there or like we'd end up at, at Union and get brunch, she would, she would look at me and just go, you would clean up working <laughs> in a place like this. And I was just like, yes, hun- I would. honey, I know. But no, no, I was uh, like, oh, that f- it felt again. It felt yeah. good just to hear like I could do it. You know, I yeah. did something that could only be something out of a sitcom at a gay bar once, <laughs> okay. which was my friend Kelly, who was gay, but now is married to a man, mm. um, took me to... I think we went to the mask in Dayton. Oh, I heard of a lot of people having the fun mask there. Or there was one called Mask. Oh, I'm I yeah. know I've been there a million times. Yes, a million. I've been there at least five times. <laughs> I've been there many times. So you somewhere in between, possibly greater than. So four, I know that Mask is a place because I have been there many times. But I can't remember if it was Mask or the one that's like across the street from Mask it. adjacent. I think it's yes. Called. <laughs> And but we went on like a Thursday night and it was ladies night or whatever. It was and there are a lot of gay women in mm. there. Um, and Kelly was on the rugby team. So there were a lot of rugby players. And I was engaged to Brian at the time. Mm. Uh, I've never been engaged to anyone else. I don't know why I said it like that. But um, I was engaged to uh, Brian. Which one? <laughs> I think it was Brian. <laughs> And uh, well, they were both Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it was a Brian. But I got picked out of the crowd by a drag queen. <gasps> I was like, "Look at this girl. She's not a lesbian. She's just here with her friends." And I was like, 
I am too a lesbian. I don't know why I just like leaned into you it. You said that? And I was like, no, no, I'm, I am. And they were like, oh, like lipstick lesbian then, <gasps> huh? Right. And that, what and compelled you I in that know. moment to say that? I just did. <laughs> and, and, and everyone went with it. Did it you think fine. it would make you cool? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to be part. I didn't want to be singled out as being straight. Wow, that is and hilarious. And it gets worse. So then the bartender was this cute guy who, when I'd gotten a drink earlier, I'd kind of like flirted with a little bit. Like I thought he was cute. And um, then I said that publicly. And I went back up to get another drink. And he's like, are you gay? And I was like, no, I'm not actually. I'm not really gay. And he's like, oh, I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. And I I can't remember the sequence of events because it was a really freaking long time ago. And I've literally never told anyone this ever before, ever. And Kelly probably doesn't remember because she was drinking. But he, eventually he asked for my phone number. I'm so happy right now. And I panicked and didn't know oh. what to do. Because you I'm engaged to Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were engaged to Brian. So I gave <gasps> him a fake phone number. Get out of town. Who are you? And I f still feel guilty Who to this is day. This because he woman. seemed like such a sweet guy. But I had already lied about being gay and then lied about basically being <laughs> single. And so, and then I gave him a fake phone number. And it was like. <laughs> Something out of like curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, who was the woman that took over for you that evening? <laughs> it was awful. That's <laughs> I still feel guilty about it. That's so so man who was a bartender in two thousand eight at maybe the mask. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not gay, and I'm now married, and I'm sorry I gave you a fake phone number. I but I will always think about you and how I feel bad because you didn't deserve that. I had down here to ask you if you've ever been to a drag show, and I'm so glad we got to this place organically. <laughs> that was better than anything I think I could have teased out of you with questioning. That just had to come on its own. I just I just feel bad. I now have a favorite story of yours, like a new favorite story. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I went to a drag show when I was pregnant with Emma and hadn't told anyone yet, so I was completely sober on Halloween at Mask downtown Dayton, and that Man, was you've been weird. Up there a million times. I've been there a lot. I went there for my bachelorette party, and Laura Englehart got behind the bar. She was wasted. Sounds right. Um, but it was a male bartender, and he let her behind the bar because he was straight. And she was so drunk, she was just like moving her arms around trying to touch all. <laughs> she just wanted to touch all, all the, the liquor, liquor bottles. <laughs> She's like a marionette. She's like, oh, I can go over here and touch this over here. And and then another, a gay bartender came back and was like, what the fuck are you doing back here? Get out. And like immediately kicked her out. And, <laughs> and she got back around the bar. She's like, he doesn't like me. And she and her sister got blackout drunk and were yelling out the window on the car ride home and then Brian's friend got super drunk. He had his bachelor party the same night I did. <clears throat> and his friend, who's like 6'2", big guy, wouldn't get in the cab because he was convinced that Brian's other friend tried to touch his butt and didn't want to share a cab with him anymore. So I'm trying to talk this guy down and get him not to drive home drunk because the guy definitely didn't try to touch his butt. And if he Meanwhile, did, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you can kick his ass. He's like five eight, and and has like special needs, kind of, and like he's not a threat. Like 
don't worry about it. Well, and also, like I always say, no thank you, but thank you. Yeah. Like, not my thing, but thank you for the attention. So I'm trying to talk yeah. them down. Those two are blackout drunk. By the time I get inside, Laura's passed out on the couch. Yep. Kelly's passed out on the floor. And yep. I'm like, well, happy bachelorette party to me. And the next morning, I came downstairs to let Murray out. And it was like a fever dream. It was like a really bright, sunny morning at like 9.30 in the morning. There's a little kid out in a little league outfit with his mom. And I come out like haggard, gross, wearing like old gym sash. shorts. Oh, yeah, no. Bachelorette sash. <laughs> no. Um, and, and let Murray out. And as I'm walking over, he turns to me. He's holding an ID and he turns and goes, Laura Inglehart? And I said... <gasps> no but she's in my house right now i will take that and it was laura's id that's wonderful and she must have had tequila because she lost her id (laughs) (sighs) it's like some weird oh we're on completely different wavelengths right now you're going to little league and i am recovering my friend's last id trying to pull my life together yeah in some way shape or form (laughs) yeah yeah Ah, those are the days. Thank you for both of those stories. You're welcome. I mean, grad school was basically, I went to probably gay bars more than I went to straight bars because my friends were gay. A lot of them were. It was fun. That's that. Those are just wonderful stories. Just such wonderful stories. And Brian should be happy to know that I didn't talk to some strange guy. Well, you did talk to him, but you gave him a fake number. I didn't talk to him on the phone. Oh, you didn't talk to him on the phone. Yeah. I didn't like in, you know, I didn't. What, how did you pick the number? Did you literally start rattling off numbers or did you give like a... I think maybe I changed one or two. A lot of people, a lot of people, I've literally never been in a position where I give a fake number to anyone. So this is definitely a thing I've heard happened. Oh no, any woman wants my number, I will give it to you. Just walk up and ask. I'm positive I'll give it to you. Please ask for my number. I would, oh my God, I would, if a woman came up to me and asked for my number, Mm Mm-hmm. I would be tickled fucking pink. See, I need that 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 sticker that says, ask me about my many opinions. Yes. And you need a sticker that says, ask me for my phone number. Can I tell you something <laughs> that I am um, not necessarily embarrassed by the fact that I thought of doing it. Mm. I'm more embarrassed by the fact that I am still actively thinking of doing it. Okay. How, so whenever I run a race, like a marathon, mm-hmm. I'll wear a shirt that says, I'm Justin. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll write something funny on the back. <gasps> I'm single. I've thought about it with Do my phone it. number. I've thought about it. Oh, I'd love that. I know. So it's not that's as bad of an great, idea. No, it's that's not a as bad of an idea. great idea. Wonderful. It's a great idea because there's a huge amount of people yeah, who yeah, are yeah. seeing your number. Yeah. It's it, funny. Really funny. Yeah. So number one, it's, it's, you got a huge swath of people. Yeah. Number two, two it's funny. It's still funny. Oh, yeah. It's funny twice. No, number one, number two. I'm counting now. Okay. Number three. Number three. Uh, it would be a fucking great story. Like, we could write a rom-com based on you it absolutely if it worked could. out. Yeah. Okay, good, because I always felt kind of pathetic thinking that. And again, like... No, the, I love it. And you got to lean into stuff like well, that. And the guys in my life in the past that would, like, encourage me to do things, you, you've met oh, them. Oh, yeah. Don't listen to them. I know. I've stopped. They'd probably encourage you to do this, too. But I think it's great. They would encourage me to do this. and then they'd like laugh spitefully. No, they'd lecture me after the fact about why it was a bad idea and been like, I can't uh, believe you believed us. That's a bit of dirt. Yeah. Sick the, with me. I loved the, sis- the sister. Again, we go back to the sister's line and 
Jane isn't fancy. She's so sweet. Yeah, Jane isn't fancy. She's super, and she has one line in it where they're all uh, telling the parents things, where they're, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, I'm oh, a yeah. lesbian. And the other sister's <laughs> I like, I don't have the any force. secrets. I don't have any secrets, but I I'm am an, an ally. ally. Yeah. It's a great line. Crushed it. She yeah. crushed it. And then after that, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I loved in this movie the fact that the parents weren't instantly okay with it. And mm-hmm. let me qualify that. Yeah, because they can switch on a dime and it's like, all right. No, and they showed them actually going in, the dad going in another room, the mom coming in, and them as two people mm-hmm. discussing in a, a little bit what made, it wasn't a huge back and forth, yeah. but... It was kind of, there was yeah. more there than just the usual movie quick turn of like, we I gave ex- up on Jane in preschool and that's the only reason she probably turned out normal. <laughs> so, no, and that's, and I love that they actually showed an imperfect husband and wife yeah. talking. It, if they had not had like that little moment in it, it really would have been kind of just like, all right, we're checking boxes. But yeah. that little 30, 45 second scene, I thought added up to a lot. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the next scene when the dad is confronted with, you know, am I this donor? What did the donor call and said like, oh, she can take a don't ask, don't tell approach. Right. He's just like, it's not going to yeah, work out. Sorry, dog. It's not going to work out. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I like that too, that it was, it was, it, it was more that it jarred them, but there was never mm-hmm. a question of what they are going to do. It just more yeah. seemed like they weren't ready for the shock. But then the moment they got, they got over, had a little bit of time. It was yeah. like, well, yeah, of course. Like, when they're put, when push comes to shove, yeah. their values, you know, are solid. Yeah. And then, then they all talk to each other. You know, once they all talked as a family, it mm-hmm. became very clear. Like everybody kind of had similar opinions of what was going on, but everybody. Mm-hmm. When that's how family dysfunction happens, I feel like. Everybody you get in these ruts, yeah. in these cycles, and nobody tries to deal with it or, you know, whatever. It's like the, everyone's aware of them. Yeah. But nobody can like break out of it. Or they assume that they're the only ones thinking, mm-hmm. at least that was like, it seemed like the case in this is everybody seemed to think that they were in their own look. Mary yeah. Steenburgen mentioning that she wanted to try Taekwondo or yeah, karate. karate. And, and then, then she and, did and they karate. showed her with her yellow belt. Yeah. I but I thought that was just yeah. such a wonderful little scene. I yeah. really liked that in it. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite little parts because it was just so unique, mm-hmm. I, I thought. Okay, let's get into the tropes though with this. Meet cute. We don't get, we don't get a meet cute. We don't even get. I want to know how they meet. I know, and usually we can tease. Maybe that'll be in the uh, sequel. Oh, like a pre, like a like a prequel type thing. Yeah, maybe a prequel, or maybe like a flashback scene. Yeah, something like that. And and usually we can tease out in these something we can call a meet cute. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's even There's close nothing. There's to no a meet cute in, in this. this. No. Yeah. And, the, and even when we meet them, it's like they're just together on a they're on a walking tour yeah. and they leave and they go up on it. There's nothing we can it's call literally in medias res in the middle. Of. Starts in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning. Yeah. So there's no meet. I think this is one of the first movies yeah, we can no say there's nothing cute. we can even call mm-hmm. a meet you because sometimes we do come in the middle, but we're given something that we can kind of say, OK, this is our meet you. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're just like here. She's falling off the roof. Good stuff. Yeah. OK. So no meet cute. Yeah. Okay, what else? Uh, They can't be together slash conflict is because freaking Harper didn't tell her parents she was gay. Yeah. Or dating anyone for a year. Yeah. Come on. Which is... That's a deal breaker, man. That's a let me out of the car now and deal with your parents shit. Yeah, well, like I said, it's... uh, But when you're young, I don't know how young she's playing. Yeah. 
But when you're young, you don't know. You're you're stupid. Yeah. You don't have the experience. That's a good point. Like I probably would be like, okay, if I were 25. I don't think. I don't think I. Well, I did. I did say earlier, like when I was 18, 19, I put up with like one night of someone acting like that. And yeah. It even felt wrong. Like. I would not, I, I, again, I can't identify with any of the, the LGBTQ issues and coming out that complicate this even further. Mm-hmm. I can only identify with the, why haven't you told anyone about me? Like, am, are you ashamed of you know, that? I can identify with on some level. And yeah, I'm ripcording. I'm yeah. out of there. Sorry. Yeah. We're done. Okay. No, we're done. This was a yeah. lot of fun. What we had, but sorry. By the way, as you know, I have been confused as being possibly gay yes. a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. I had the summer I graduated from college, I had like three people, three female friends come out as gay in yeah. like a two week period. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, fuck, what's going on? And I seriously, I remember going upstairs at Fountain Point, like taking a shower and having like a serious shower think like, could I be gay? Is it? something i'm not aware of like really all of these women around me are yeah. are like coming out and i seriously had to like no way really consciously really think like oh. have i missed something am i gay why are all these people gay that i love yeah. and i'm good friends with what's going on and i came out of the shower like no nope, i'm i'm not but it was good to just make sure <laughs> <laughs> I I did I didn't have the same similar shower moment, but I did one time ask a friend of mine that came. We were just bullshitting, drinking, and it asked him one time, like, "So wait, I get confused sometimes. Like, have you ever been confused?" He looked at me, and went, "No, Justin. There's absolutely no world in which I ever have thought that you could possibly be gay." Oh. And, and for a moment, but but in that moment, I I think I asked him after that. I'm like, "Wait, so you're saying I couldn't be your type?" He was like, "There's no world in which you are my type." And I was I was bothered by that. Aww. I almost wanted to be like, what the fuck, fuck do you mean you, I'm not man. your type? Am I, I not be, desirable? Yeah, which part of this don't you like? The body, the personality? Because I got yeah. it all, baby. What's your deal, man? Yeah. No, why won't you kiss me right now? <laughs> it's it was, like in the office when there's like all those rumors going around and Andy's like, am I gay? I don't know. People keep saying I'm gay. Will someone tell me if I'm gay? And he like, and then Oscar comes out and says, it can't possibly be my be my job to try to convince heterosexual men they're heterosexual, right? That can't be what I'm here for. <laughs> so great. So the conflict is that she didn't tell her family and they don't yes. know what the deal is. Back to the conflict. Yes. Okay, so we do um, that. Is there a secondary love story? There are other past loves, like her two exes. Yeah, and... And then there's not really a love. St- her sister. I was gonna say her sister's is like the maybe to, maybe story. more to juxtapose. Like if yeah. you're not honest with people, mm-hmm. how bad it can kind of get, or that yeah. it can get that rocky. I want to know why her sister and her husband separated. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess that's not essential to this story. Yeah, I I think that that almost could be it because just since it doesn't work out doesn't mean it's not there. It, ju- it again, it it juxtaposes. It shows like no, this can fall apart if maybe you're not in the best of con- yeah. you know. On because the she same left page. the law practice to make artisanal baskets. Would I also thought- would uh, what was the word? What the hell is the word that they use? It was so funny. Wood vessels. 
It was like heritage heritage wooden vessels and each one speaks to its own ingredients or something. Here's what I found insane about that. <laughs> the dad and mom are like kind of poo-pooing it. There's quite a few famous people that have made a shit ton of money off of... Uh, Random things? No, off of like care baskets. Wasn't it Paul? I think Paula Dean's sons. Oh, really? I'm almost sure it's Paula Dean's, Dean's sons that made huh. a fucking fortune doing really? that. Like there's real money in it. Huh. Yeah, like legit money. I love a good gift basket. Do you? Oh, yeah. Really? Love that shit. Do you like one like that a person has put together for you or one that has been been curated by Either. an outside source? Doesn't matter. I just like all the stuff. I like looking at it. I like like the fancy cheese and the little jelly thing. Stuff I would never buy for myself. Just so fun. Huh. Okay, I'll remember that. Yeah. I'm almost sure someone's some famous chef's son's made a fortune doing gift baskets it may hmm. not have been paula Deans. Hmm. okay so yeah so i would say we do have a secondary love story in there it's just it doesn't end well but it's there is a why mother, are those twins so weird i think just comedic value and, and just, maybe just like not enough attention or the wrong kind of attention yeah I, I don't i really don't know they're just devil children yeah they they were not I, oh god i did not like them <laughs> when they weird. put that bracelet there's certain uh, things the that necklace, i just yeah there's certain things i just can't i get how too do you cringy. explain that um, you literally have no idea because she yeah, didn't see the kids didn't put, see him do and it you never assume the shitty kid did that right that would drive me insane. That would drive yeah, me to drink. That's I would, rough. I would, I would stay up late at night with a whiteboard and the store layout <laughs> and marking things down and like, a, <laughs> and a, just a, just a bottle of scotch yeah. in my hand, You're pulling a Claire Danes and and. Uh, that's exactly yeah, what I would with be the doing. Red tape. And eventually, red I would. Yarn. Eventually, I would just be like, it had to be the kids. It had to be. It had to, it be. Had to be the kids. <laughs> I'd get it eventually. How did it get in my bag? Seven or eight belts of I scotch feel like later. I'd figure it out that night. <laughs> I'd be very drunk though, and then I'd likely forget it because I would be that drunk, and the cycle would begin again. Oh, oh it would be my own uh, Groundhog Day. Of your own making. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Oh, so, yes. precocious child. I would actually say the younger sister is almost the precocious child that just kind of like pipes in with little bits here and there and even sure. has like a moment or two of truth. Like when she said, you know, the part about like, I really, your opening mm -hmm. line, or it's like, no, I really like myself, or no, I don't have. She's the one who has shit figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even she, the part where she says, I don't have any secrets, but I'm mm -hmm. an ally. Like she. And she has those funny, yeah, I would call her the art precocious child for sure. Yes. As far as soundtrack goes, I'm looking at it. We have Sia doing Candy Cane Lane, mm. Jingle Bells, Cable. It, it, on a guest, my, guest I are, like I said, doing Nothing Rhymes with Christmas, which is good. We have a mm -hmm. bunch of traditionals in here. Jingle Bells up on the rooftop. Um, there's a Tegan and Sarah song Ooh. at the end. Also. Are they both lesbians? They're sisters. I have no clue. I, At least I one don't of them even is. know if I've ever heard any of their songs, but I've heard the name. Oh, they they have great songs. I've I know of them, mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, so it's it's more just honestly your normal Christmas rom com music, a jazz version. We wish you a merry Christmas and all that jazz is a mm, song. On this. That's fun. So it is like it's what it needs to be. It's got mm -hmm. a couple like, you know, it's got a, a couple more contemporary things in here. But as a whole, it's people just doing Christmassy type stuff. Okay. And I love it. And that that's, makes sense. And it has to be that. Love it. What about montage? Fuck, I don't know if we get a montage. That's what I'm trying I don't to think. think we do. I thought there was one, but I can't remember what it is. 
the closest we get is the opening credits, but that's not a montage. That's just, I guess it's a montage of scenes from the last year, but they're paint, they're drawings. I don't really count that. Yeah. And then the Instagram at the end. I would have killed for a montage of Dan Levy with the dogs and the fish. Hmm? Him oh, looking after him the dogs and the fish. Stuff. I would have killed for that. <laughs> How his, do I get a fish that looks just like this fish? His line about we're going to need to have a talk about the a conversation <laughs> about the fish, but not right now, was uh, fantastic. I can't remember, honestly. I'm not saying there isn't one. I just can't remember. What else do we... Oh, and run time. This is right in our sweet spot. Hour 40, but it does not... Hour 42, but it does not Perfect. feel rushed. It does yeah. not feel long. It feels exactly the length that this movie mm-hmm. needs to be. Mm-hmm. The ending doesn't linger on. No, Sometimes you get that really a year perfect. late. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, the sassy side friend, I mean, for Abby would be Aubrey Plaza, I think. Even though she's not like a close friend at first, she provides like the kind of level-headed You. Th- do you think Seth. that over Dan but, Levy? Oh, well, yeah. He's yeah. what am I saying? That's yeah. his. He's the perfect sassy side friend. His running gag about tracking her. Oh, I'm I don't. Him. How many times do I have to tell you? I'm I am tracking, tracking you. you. <laughs> yeah, so true. And he's so open about it. It's like, yeah, I have the technology. Yeah, no, it's I'm. I'm gonna say it's Dan Dan Levy, a hundred percent. Oh, for sure. I mean, Aubrey Plaza has a good point, like a good mm-hmm. part in it, but she isn't like she's just there she's a person that's there the thing that i like about kristen stewart i think because of the facial expressions she makes people think she's a brat yeah but she's not and if you listen to and that's like all their whole problem with like twilight and all that and like in general her like attitude i don't think she's that much of a bratty person i think that's just faces that she makes yeah because in this movie, like, she is talking to... She's really trying to connect with the parents. She says, I'm really good with parents. Mm. And she's, like, trying to connect with them and saying things. And she's really sweet. And then she says, like, oh, I'm getting my PhD in art history from Carnegie Mellon. And, like, talks to Victor Garber about art. And he's saying how he traveled out. She's like, that must have been the most amazing experience. And I thought she was just so like sweet about it and like really trying mm. to you know make a connection with the parents yeah. it was very nice yeah that was it you could tell the character was putting in it in some real effort yeah that, that she was doing her was part to make this involved. a success yeah and if you want to you know ask for someone's hand in marriage you want to you know make a good impression on their family absolutely and then um harper is a reporter for the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Star? Something like that, yeah. Which is so funny to me how big of a deal her dad makes about it, which makes me think that they don't live in Philadelphia because if they did, I feel like he'd be comparing everything to Philadelphia. That's a good point. Maybe it's like it's a smaller, like, yeah, smaller or something. With a lot of money, though. Yeah. Isn't it the country club that's a good, and whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't freaking know. Man, one maybe they did have one line of dialogue we didn't hear. Maybe. But I don't think they did. Mm, guess it doesn't really matter. Most of it happens in Pitts. Well, the... Most of it happens in question marks. In, we don't know, but Pittsburgh is where it's filmed. Mm. And it's Pennsylvania. Y'all. Um, y'all. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little more Pennsylvania, though. Pennsylvania, yeah. Um, levity? 
I mean, I think every scene. I think with Mary the Holland sister, is. Yeah, she's the levity of the movie. Well, and Mary Steenburgen too, when she's mm-hmm. like flipping through the like. Okay, take our Christmas show. No, no, bad lights, squinting. These are we'll, terrible. We'll, we'll just try we'll try again yeah. tomorrow. No, I I mm-hmm. I think this movie is is for the fact that it does deal with a very serious issue. Yeah. I think it is a very light movie overall. It does yeah. get heavy they do necessarily. A good job. Yeah, they they mix the two well. Like Dan Dan Levy's speech outside is oh, really so well done good. and really heartfelt and I thought it made a really Good point. I mean, it made a good point that even if, again, that's not a, a situation you've ever been in, you can find a shit ton of truth in what he's saying mm-hmm. just about, you know, the idea that just because you're at one point in your development, you don't need to, you know, maybe this other person isn't and mm-hmm. you need to think of what you want to do with that. You know? How old are they supposed to be? In this? Fuck. I assume everybody is supposed to be in their mid thirties at this point. I don't think so. I know that they're not, but it makes me feel better to think that they're all my <laughs> age. Like that this could happen. Because I don't think Connor would be just hanging around. Like I think That's they actually have a good to be point. like twenty six. Yeah, and if she's just going to grad school for art whatever. Art history. Most people get a PhD if you go straight through, you yeah. get your PhD by the time you're thirty. Yeah. I'm gonna say so. so maybe you're thinking like mid to late twenties. Yeah, and Connor still hasn't gotten his shit figured out or something. I don't know. I'll take that, or maybe he just has it. Maybe he has a job in the. You know what, Sarah? It's okay to be single in your late twenties and even into your late thirties. But it seems or like he hasn't had want. like we don't know his story, but he hasn't had like a girlfriend in between. Maybe it never or, comes up. He whatever. still seems very open to her. He's single yeah. at this time. Single and ready to mingle. Yeah, and so is well, every just Plaza. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's say mid... Yeah, well, she's in med school. Oh, she is a doctor. Is she is she a doctor or is she in yeah. med school? No, okay, she so, is a doctor. So that would flow with maybe that. like your... Yeah, 27, 28. Something in that area. Because usually if you go straight through, you graduate by the time you're 26 mm-hmm. from med school. Okay. And then you do like your fellowship and all that stuff. Yeah. Lots of physical comedy. Tons of physical comedy. Yeah. And and very girl centered, and this would definitely pass the Bechdel test. Oh yeah, because they talk without. It's it like being at about... one point I'm thinking there there's so many girls in this. It's all girls, and it was so fun. Like the only guys really are the dad, Connor, and Dan Levy, and then the husband, the uh, Allison Bree's husband. But all of the action revolves around the sisters, yeah. and revolves around the the two girls' relationship. And I think it's like. You know, it shows that girls can drive a movie just as well as anybody else. I never even picked up on that until you're saying it now. And I'm looking at the cast list and there's like five guys. You're yeah. right. And I never picked, I never, never crossed my even mind. Even Harry is a girl. I don't remember that if there's a smart slash sassy ending. It's them at the movie. Oh, yeah. And it's a wonderful, I would say it kind of is. It's not, it doesn't oh. end on a, it doesn't end on a line, but it ends on like a very fun visual yeah. of them all together. And Dan Levy's there with the, the sisters. Movies. And, yeah, movies are going to be great. We can go My back parents to and I just opened presents in our garage. It's just sucky right now. <laughs> Things are sucky. Yeah. At least um, we have this movie. We do. Um, what kind of movie is it? Is it is it a deceit? I guess it is. I would deceit. say it's a deceit, a hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's just not where one partner is keeping a thing from another partner. It's... Yeah, this is the kind of deceit I like, where the central characters know what's going on. I hate when one central character doesn't know what's going on, and you're mm. like, oh no, Ooh, the whole time. I hate that. 
This one just made me feel bad, though, because I was like, why are you being so mean to this girl? I know. Why is she putting up with this shit? Tell her before she gets in the goddamn car. Yeah. Tell her when you're at the house. house. So if she wants to, like, ripcord, like, give her the out. Give her mm-hmm. the option. You know? Yeah. Quit being so goddamn selfish. Yeah. Ugh. All right. I agree. Is that it? Yeah. All right. One to ten. Alien comes down. Show me. Show you me. Thought, show me a Christmas rom-com. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, thing. why not uh, one a rom-com? But let's make it holiday themed. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, I give it like a nine, nine and a half. Ditto. Ditto. This is good. Yeah. This hits. This would be. Con- this I would... mean, it's classic, but it's not annoying. Exactly. It's like, so good. It, and they do little things to to kind of subvert your expectations of what, like I said, the parents talking. Yeah. A, like a normal paint by numbers let's uh-huh. get this thing out hallmark rom-com and it's they, not they would disappear it doesn't feel trite yeah it doesn't feel rote it somehow gets right in there and but it has it hits all like the goofy the goofy dopey sister the what but it feels mm-hmm. fresh you know mm-hmm. like it all feels fresh and it all comes together well mm-hmm. i think a big chunk of that is the cast takes this and yeah. runs with it. Again, yeah. I don't, some of the dialogue I didn't really think was like phenomenally written. It was it was well written, but it, what takes it from okay to like great is that again, like the mm-hmm. actors where you could tell having fun with it. Yeah, Dan Levy talking about the fish again. <laughs> you put that line in the hands of anybody else, and it's not working half as well. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I'm going to call this, as far as a Christmas rom-com, I am going to call it a nine and a half. You're not yeah. confusing it for anything else. And it will, I think, put you in the holiday spirit. Because yeah. it has enough of like the little Christmas things. It has mm-hmm. these little Christmas traditions that are at least adjacent to what most families mm-hmm. would have, if not on point. You know, the Christmas photo, the Christmas dinner, the gift exchange, the, yeah. you know, having guests over and the making stress. cookies. And the str- they do illustrate the stress pretty well. Mary Steenburgen, yeah. oh, every year I plan, start planning the next day. And mm-hmm. Everybody's mom has said things like that around mm-hmm. a Christmas, you know, Christmas something or other. Mm-hmm. This was a delightful movie. It and was. I highly suggest every, it's on Hulu, so spend so the time it. Yeah, see it. Um, really quick, we had some listener mail. Ooh. My lovely um, Jeopardy um, co-contestant, Lori, wrote in to me from Seattle. Ooh. And she said um, that they watch, she and her uh, husband and teenager watched um love guaranteed and then listen to our episode and they really enjoyed it oh, good. they thought it was so funny calling out um some of the goofy plot twists and um no romance with your clients situations um and she said that the actor who plays um rachel lee cook's sister Caitlin Howden is her name, is a Vancouver comic, and they've seen her perform a couple of times. So she's an actual comedian. Oh, okay. And I feel like they didn't give her a chance to shine. No, they gave her no chance to do anything. Yeah. As I recall, she just kind of sat there pregnant on the couch yeah. and like, not a whole but lot else. But I guess else. just like, maybe it gave her some FaceTime. People from the Pacific Northwest would recognize her, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But then Lori said... I haven't listened to Love and Basketball episode yet, but I haven't because I haven't seen the movie. But I think my family will watch it during winter vacation. Our teen has two weeks off, and their teen's name is December. That is the greatest name ever. Their teen's name is December. December. And so 
I warned her. I said, I don't. It's there's some sexy sex in that movie. I don't know yeah. if you want to watch that. I said I told you maybe uncomfortable to watch this as a family. If I watched this as a teen with my parents, I would have curled up in a ball and yeah, melted away. Absolutely, because it's a lot of. They're not joking about the love yeah. part. Please of for love the, and basketball. For the love of God, Lori, if you watch this with your teen, <laughs> please send Lori, us an email and let us know what happened. You have been warned, but it would great. It would make for some great, I know, you know, comedy if you could tell us how that works. Yeah, <laughs> like just keep a notepad by you, and maybe the minutes, like, uh, yeah, like the minute any of those early R and B. What time did night? your child put the pillow over their face? What time did your child try to leave the room? <laughs> just suddenly try. To, what What time did who first pretended they needed? They had a phone call. <clears throat> I have to get a drink now, and then yeah. just never return. Yeah, so we all pretended we had phone calls at minute 20 i think you make it further than minute 20 you'd make it right to the, around there you'd make yeah. it to the prom scene after prom that's when it gets oof. yeah after prom would be dicey so Lori, good luck well, what if someone else wants to write us an email sarah how do they do that they go to romcomcom dotcom at gmail.com or you can um through the website you can always write in um at romcomcom.com obviously um and then there's instagram which is romcomcom dotcom and facebook and uh you know that's good that's it we're here yeah we're We're around and sarah what if someone really loves our intro and outro theme they could check out this is my suitcase Ooh, what album love nope is a song oh okay yeah the album the keys to cat heaven yes and uh, I think Cat Heaven's probably full of heated blankets because my dad has had knee surgery and the doctor told him to wear a heating pad uh-huh. and the cats will not get off of him. So, so your dad's cats are just sitting on It's just on pictures his of cats every day. He sends us like three or four pictures of the cats. Look, they're back. Look, they're here. Look, they're back. Yes, cats like heating pads. So And knees. And knees. And big squishy knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is... That's delightful. Yes. All right. Well, I had fun, Sarah. I did too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. They all came in to watch him pee his pants. (laughs) 